As transport between Hong Kong and the mainland becomes faster and more convenient, there are an increasing number of Hong Kong people choosing to work on the mainland. Some of them commute between Hong Kong and mainland cities on a daily or weekly basis. Our listener, C.K. Cho, is one of them, and he described to Jimmy Lam how he's impacted by this working arrangement. Well, it was not really uh, very frequent as uh, many people would do. I, I'm just a part-time law lecturer, so I teach English contract law and company law in a city in China, and uh, it's called Jihoi. <coughs> so it would take one hour and probably 10 or 20 minutes to travel from Hong Kong Island or Kowloon. So it's because it's quite a tight schedule and they, they, I have to teach normally six hours per day. So as a result, I would have to, if I want to save money, I will probably need to leave home at six o'clock, arriving at the pier by 7.45, catch the first ferry, and so that I'm able to get on the first cars at 10 o'clock. Bearing in mind, there's a 45 minutes traveling on the taxi from the Jihoi Pier to the university. So it's a very tight uh, traveling schedule. And then by the time I arrive at the, at the university, more, all students will be there and they're very obedient, they're nice, uh, mainland Chinese, China students, all speak good English. And this is one of the motive and reason why I want to teach in China. Uh, because I find them very diligent, very hardworking, very respectful to the teachers. Um, so in terms of financial reward, it's not much, but especially the whole the whole amount that I'm getting is subject to a 80% deduction of tax. 80%? Sorry, I mean, I mean 20%. Oh, okay. Well, but that's still a lot. Yeah, I mean, strictly speaking, I'm not a lawyer in tax, but I understand if I do not work for... 100 KP days, I, I don't have to pay tax, or at least that kind of tax. But apparently the school doesn't want to make any arrangement for me to... So for, for a number of years, in fact now I'm still paying more than I should pay. And obviously there are people in the university who probably can avoid that by having more well-structured tax avoidance scheme. Anyway, that that's beyond our, our discussion. But you can see that... Um, this is some of the, some of the things we have to. I'm, I'm sure whoever want to work in China has to worry, have to consider. And the, the other thing is about traveling, and as you know, the we have to go to China, we have to enter China, make sure there's no nothing illegal according to the law, like you cannot bring in an orange. But sometimes I bring it by mistake, I bring an orange. Sometimes by mistake, I bring in some magazine. Sometimes they're only English book maybe even law book and they will still chat and say what what, what you know what, what what are they you know and they ask me what's the job why are you doing in china so there's that, a kind of cultural differences yeah. Did and they i get, confiscate your fruits your books the fruit Some, was definitely okay. the fruit is definitely confiscated but the book having so far i'm okay and mr cho how would you deal with the money you make in mainland china well, the money I make is not big by any standard. So, you probably about fourteen thousand RMB per per month. 
So I'll just deposit into the bank account and draw, withdraw it. And because it's a small amount, there's no problem getting it back. But and I want to also mention about there was a there was a suggestion at one point that they want me to become a full-time law lecturer. And the salary is okay by the, uh, by Chinese standard, and I will be provided with accommodation. So uh, a lot of good sign of it is, is that I don't have to travel, and my teaching hour is limited to 12 hours a week. So in terms of time reward, is probably better. However, the two problem: I don't want to work in, I don't work and live in China because my wife doesn't want to go with me. And I also cannot see my 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 children, my grandchildren. I also don't can't access to Facebook unless I do something illegal, which I don't want to. And and also, but before I decide not to accept it, I talked to one of my students who is a, a professional financial planner. Uh, so he's an accountant. He said that CK. You can avoid the tax you pay by setting up a like a Hong Kong um, MPF uh, pension fund. You get, they have similar in China, so it's like a social security fund. So you put away your whatever tax you pay, they twenty percent, and using that amount, they you can invest in in, in approved investment stocks or even a house. And then, let's say I, I work another five years or even ten years. After that, I can withdraw the amount of money from that account, and they will become my my pension. So, so it's strange that for a part-time teacher, you pay twenty percent, you got nothing back. But full-time teacher, you pay your tax, but the tax is can be used to offset the money you pay to this uh, so-called social security fund. I think in Chinese it's called sebo. So, but anyway, I, I, for, I, I'm teaching law not because of financial reasons, so, so that's why I don't bother. Yeah. You just heard there from our listener CK telling us the challenges he encounters as a result of his daily commute to mainland China for work. Jimmy Lam went to speak to Henry Ho, convener of One Country Two Systems Youth Forum. CK, our listener, mentioned a few points. For example, the cultural difference. So, what are the things you think、uh, Hong Kong people should pay attention when、uh, traveling across border for work?、Uh, well, I think、uh, Hong Kong people should understand, you know,、uh, the situation in、uh, living and working in mainland. Well, although、uh, mainland has, you know, developed uh, uh, a lot in, in the past decade or so,、uh, there are still Cultural differences and also、uh, the way of、uh, doing things are, are are a bit different, so they should pay attention to that. Right, and one another point that our listener mentioned is about the tax is definitely much higher in mainland than in Hong Kong.、Um, so, as an employee, what do you think are steps that we can take to ensure we abide by the law, but also not to pay more than、um, what we should?、Uh, well, I think.、Uh We we should understand the tax system、uh, is different, and for now the、uh, requirement is if you work in the mainland for more than 183 days, then you are subject to the mainland tax uh, regime. Uh, of course, I、uh, we think as the Greater Bay Area, you know,、uh, is putting into practice,、uh, more and more people from Hong Kong will be traveling to to Guangdong to the area very frequently. And I think there there is room for really review about you know you know how it should be calculated,、uh, 
and uh, whether whether we should uh, have some kind of breakthrough in this area, uh, I think we, we we could look into that. Right. And another point mentioned is about the uh, social security scheme. As CK mentioned, um, although the tax is high, but for some full-time position, the tax can actually be used to purchase uh, some social security scheme. Um, can you tell us like a brief background? How does it work? As uh, it's quite different from Hong Kong's MPF. As I understand uh, now, uh, there is no mandatory requirement for Hong Kong people to buy a social security. They call social insurance. Mm. Uh, which composed of uh, several components, including those for retirement, for medical, for uh, occupational um, uh, injuries, uh, etc. And also, there's one uh, what they call the, uh, the the provident fund for home purchase. Now, uh, I think the, the 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 problem for Hong Kong people why they why many of them they are not willing to buy social insurance is mainly because uh, the the contribution rate is very high. In Hong Kong, we are talking about the five percent from employee and five percent from employee. But in the mainland, it amounts to thirty percent or more than thirty percent altogether. And uh, the large bulk, like more than twenty percent, uh, being the retirement uh, uh, insurance, and about ten percent or fifteen percent uh, on medical. So, uh, my think tank, uh, One Country Two Systems U Forum, has conducted a study on Hong Kong people working and studying in mainland and to see what what uh, challenges they are facing. And one of our proposals uh, being that uh, the mainland authorities could consider uh, uh, waiving some of the some of the contribution uh, from Hong Kong people. For example, uh, we may not choose to retire in mainland China. So for that retirement part, we may wa- waive it. We may be waived or just a part of the contribution. Uh, and for the medical part, but I think that's quite necessary. So uh, we are looking into that, and, and hopefully uh, we can have more Hong Kong people willing to 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 work and develop their career in mainland, but without um, bearing uh, unnecessary burdens. Right, and I guess one thing: if we work in mainland China, like CK, they receive the salary in renminbi. Um, so. Uh, apart from because CK's case is okay, small amount. But um, how would you advise them to uh, deal with the money or uh, transform uh, or tra- uh, translate it to Hong Kong dollar? What 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 options do you think are there? Well, I think uh, first of all, I think uh, he he should have uh, a bank account in mainland China, and and he or other Hong Kong people can enjoy the the interest rate and some of those uh, in. Uh, financial, financial, what they call the financial uh, tools, yeah, uh, they offer quite good uh, return compared to Hong Kong dollar. And if we're talking about small amounts, I'm sure you know people can go to those uh, uh, foreign currency exchange shops near the border to handle it. So, and to me, I think RMB uh, is a good investment uh, in itself. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and 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 you no longer can use Hong Kong dollar in mainland China. So uh, I think I think many people uh, working in, in the mainland they they've got all the ways all sorts of ways to really manage their their renminbi and I don't think this is a really big issue for for people in Hong Kong you know choosing whether to go to mainland or not those like you mentioned the tax regime the social security uh, are two of the major barriers or challenges that that we are facing. That was Henry Ho, convener of One Country Two Systems Youth Forum.